find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, you know, here in North America and the United States, it is prime gardening weather. Well, okay, pretty much prime gardening weather. We're having a little bit of cold snaps here and there or chilly snaps and a little bit of, a little bit of frost here and there. But it's, it's pretty good gardening weather. People starting to get, you know, plants out, starting to, to get some seeds in, in the ground and this sort of thing. So a while back, I had Melinda Joy Miller on, and we were talking, and we were talking about the fact that she discusses shamanic gardening, and she has a book about that. And I said, you know... It would be so much fun to talk about shamanic gardening and and herbs and this sort of thing when we get closer to, to gardening season, when, when people are thinking about gardening. And so we scheduled a time for her to come back on and to talk about that. And it just happens to be this week. So we we got to talking and we said, what are we going to talk about? And she suggested aphrodisiacs, growing aphrodisiacs in your garden. And I said, oh, my goodness, that sounds like so much fun. And with her background, she's got all kinds of fascinating information she can share. So let me tell you, first of all, Melinda Joy, it's so much fun to have you with me today. Thank you, Nikki. It's always a blast to be on your show. Love it. And, you know, I never know which way you're going to take us with information because you've got such a wealth of information to share. So I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to this. This is going to be fun. Let me, let me tell the listeners a little bit about you. She is an author, a speaker, a wellness coach, master light practitioner, Feng Shui and clearing toxicity from the home in any type of land. For the last 40 years, her transformational classes, retreats, and lectures have blended ancient thousand-year technologies with modern concepts that reflect new research on the brain, memory skills, healing systems, and mindfulness. She founded Shambhala Institute in 1991 for the study and applications of how the environment directly impacts our quality of life. From 40 years' involvement with the healing arts, energetic space clearing, and permaculture, Melinda Joy teaches and lectures on Feng Shui, shamanic gardening, and four levels of training for light energetics. You know what? I I could talk to you for months and, and just... We, I, I just wouldn't get tired of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, that's I just, wonderful. I, just, I love that, Nikki. <laughs> I, would, I, would just, I would just keep it recording, and we'd have show, shows for months and months and months and months. <laughs> so, wow. I, thank you very much. I have been, I've been looking forward to this. So I, I just, I'm, I'm, and you suggest aphrodisiacs, and I'm like, man, she's going to have a take on this. Like, I can't even, I, I can't wait. Okay, so, and, and we, we were talking before the show when we got something else coming up that y'all were, I just, I can't wait about that either. So, okay, so, aphrodisiacs, for people, for people that may not know, what is an aphrodisiac? Well, that's a fair question. And then it actually... It's even spelling it is a difficult thing. <laughs> no joke. No joke. <laughs> it's a word, isn't it? It really is. But yes. if you if you think about this, it comes from the original word came from Aphrodite, the goddess of love, the goddess oh, yeah. of love and beauty, and the goddess of fertility. So that's where it comes from. That's where it is. So Aphrodite, aphrodisiac. That's it. But so it's, it Make really sure. is. It, it could be 
it, we could think of, of course, I mean, we know Viagra is something. But just think of the world. You know, the earth is a, has a lot of levels, infinite levels. So aphrodisiacs come from many different levels too. Certainly plants and herbs and trees and flowers and animals even, animals, anything that gives you that emotional thought, feeling, vision, image of having romance, being in love, having love, making love, sexual infertility, and some of, the, some of these plants and trees and flowers, you know, they all grow on the earth and we can really take care of ourselves in so many different ways. So that's why I love talking about aphrodisiacs because we're talking about some just very common um, trees, like a fig tree. I mean, a fig tree is, is, a, is an aphrodisiac. And the other quality of this, the, another dimension or level, is that when, when we have, when we take a word like aphrodisiac, it's a big word. And so all of our senses and sensual experiences. And I feel that we have, all of us have an inner shaman. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, Aphrodite, when you think of goddesses, gods and goddesses, what the wisdom that they knew was deeply, deeply uh, taken from everything that grows on the earth. And we, we know what, what to learn about the earth and how to experience the earth through our senses. So an aphrodisiac is a sensory stimulant for sex, sensory stimulant Ooh. for romance, and just like the background, the environment, the color of the flowers and the strength of the trees and the, it, and the cultures that we live in. A lot of aphrodisiacal uh, qualities are are put on t- are put on top of a tree or a flower or an herb because for centuries people believed. So now we're talking about belief systems and the cultural belief systems. So I would like to just start on just just a sentence here of what a shaman is because we're all shamans. To a degree, I mean, we all are—we all—we are cooks because we have to, you know, cook our food. That doesn't mean that we're not—we can be trained or we can be not trained. The same with being shaman, because a shaman is one who walks in two worlds. All of us walk in these two worlds. One is seen easily by everyone. That's the reality. The kind of and quotes, reality that we live in. And then another is seen with the senses, the senses of our heart. And we know the mind is, a, and it is in the heart. We know the seat of our deepest, deepest wisdom is in the heart and the deep recesses of our mind. And so a shaman can see and understand and feel and have, the, have a relationship with the collective spiritual consciousness, and that is with everything that grows on the earth. And so it can be on any level. So when we're talking about aphrodisiacs, we're talking about culture, we're talking about belief systems, and certainly we're talking about everything that grow on the earth that are part of the circle of life. I mean, I even, in, I even include you know, you can include our pets in that. <laughs> Not that I mean the, af- you know, the aphrodisiac with the with pets, but I'm talking about love. Everything right. that grows on the earth is created by love. So we just know, and love comes in all these different levels. So you can look at an aphrodisiac as just making love, 
you can look at an aphrodisiac and make the whole environment for making love. And you can then use foods <laughs> and, and things to drink. And I'm going to give you some scientific facts today about some of these uh, very commonly known and, and eaten all the time and, and drunk all the time, absolutely, um, of different aphrodisiacs. That are, that are, you know, believed to be aphrodisiacs. And some of them have scientific um, information that we have. Now we have the DNA. So we know the DNA of every plant. And we know okay. what is the ingredients and the amino acids of every plant. And, and then we say, for sex, this is what you need in a, in a more scientific way. I mean, that would be the, the, a, a very, um, very maybe a more earthy way to look at it of just saying, okay, the, you know, oysters, they don't grow them in the backyard, but oysters are certainly <laughs> aphrodisiac. And in every way, aren't they? <laughs> My father used to slurp them down. But they have zinc. They have zinc in them. And zinc is needed for the erection of, of the male erection. So... You see, there a lot of thin, a lot of these, um, and I'm going to tell you some of that. I'm going to tell you the ingredients, why they have been considered and and believed to be aphrodisiacs for centuries, for thousands of years, maybe, and all all around the world. You know, um, how, making sex has been a very important part of our world, and so, uh, and like human beings, we love to. Um, we love to eat, and we love, you know, we love beautiful things. Well, now, how how can we, for people who have a garden, a lot of a lot of people have, well, especially, you know, okay, all of us realize that our food cost going to the grocery store is off the chart right now, okay? So a lot of people normally have gardens and I have a feeling more people than usual have a garden right now. At least at least some things. So yes. how what what or how can we tie having a backyard garden to a better sex life? Because that might well, take some of the burden out of, you know, having a garden. Because it's a lot of work to have a garden. So absolutely. how Absolutely. Well, very easily, very easily. You know, I and I and again, we look at many different levels. Shamanic gardening is um, is really integrates sustainable gardening. Sustainable gardening means that you don't use chemicals. Okay. We um, we use and we use carbon farming. Carbon farming is keep the leaves on the ground. Don't rake them up and throw them in the trash. They're fertilizer, and they hold water. That's so true. That's another true. another thing with yeah. So it and not only that, <laughs> sustainable agriculture is very much easier because there's less work. There's a lot less work involved in your backyard. I don't water any of my plants all around. I have a very I have a, a garden that goes all the way around my house. And I have a lot of plants and a lot of trees and I don't water any of them. Because you don't when water? I and this, no. We do not need recycle we don't need this water irrigation stuff at all. What we need to do is keep the what do you do we irrigate the forest? No, well, that's true. And and that's what we want. We want to create the forest in our garden. And one way to do that is leave the leaves where they are and you can mulch over the leaves when you when you cut down a limb when you're pruning on if it's a a, tr a good tree, like a more of a not a not a poisonous tree, you have to be careful. We don't want leaves from poisonous trees, and we won't go into that today. What poisonous trees are, but we have we live in Florida, so we have a lot of just oak trees, and oak trees 
are very good leaves for fertilizer. So you leave the leaves on, and that when it rains, the leaves capture the water and hold the water. That's what they're there for. And then you can put, even if you have a pot, sustainable gardening is dig a hole, fill it full of leaves, and little branches, branches off the, a log even, big logs, and that's on the bottom. And then you put little branches and leaves and branches and leaves all the way up to the top. So if you, if you dig a two-foot hole, you're going to have maybe almost from three inches from the top, you're going to have it filled with leaves and sticks and logs on the bottom. Okay, you see that image? That is right. this is called carbon farming. On top of that, you put mulch, maybe a two-inch layer of mulch. And so you put the mulch on, and now you're ready for your plants because plants love to grow in mulch. So you get your, you know, whatever plants you're growing, and you plant that into, into this mixture. And then you can put a little soil, a little dirt on top. You don't need, it's very inexpensive. You don't need, a, you know, bags and bags of, of dirt. You don't. And, and when you buy dirt, don't buy dirt with chemicals in it, period. Never do that. And it makes it hard sometimes down in, um, in Virginia. I couldn't even buy dirt in Lowe's or, because they put chemicals in it, and I don't want chemicals. And so um, you don't need any chemicals at all. Chemicals, bugs that, that really make new soil, they don't really like chemicals. And then when you use that in your backyard, you won't have any bugs because everything is in balance. Everything's in balance. And you have the bugs are eaten by birds and we need to have bugs. I live in a place where they put chemicals so we have no bugs. We have no bugs flying in the air. Well, guess what? Birds love bugs flying in the air. Have bats. People say, you know, people say, oh, I'm so afraid of bats. Bats eat mosquitoes and these other bugs that we don't want to be in our garden. So let them be. Let's have bat houses across America. They just had a. They just had a. a um, sustainable growing is having your land that it's very, very safe for everybody that lives on the circle of life. All the bugs, all the creepy crawlers down on the ground, and the birds flying in the air. No chemicals. We have. They. They have enough bugs to eat. They do. They have enough seeds. Another thing with sustainable growing is when at, in the fall when your flowers and your herbs and, and they're, they're going to seed, allow that seed to be on the plant or even gather the seeds. We won't get into that, but there's a whole thing of gathering the seeds. The seeds are holy. And another thing, certainly, this is just a little aside, Certainly, when we see seedless, that's death. Seedless means you can never grow out of that. You have to buy a seed from somewhere, from somebody. And why do we want to do that? No, the natural thing is to have seeds in our plants, in our fruit. And down here in Virginia, down here in Florida, there, you cannot buy, in Florida, that, that is, that, that, and I've been to all the different kinds of stores, you cannot buy a grape that doesn't have a seed in it, uh, that, that has a seed in it. They all huh. have seedless grapes. Seedless grapes is death to the planet. Just remember that. And they have seedless watermelons. They have seedless everything. Um, and, and we do not want that. That means that you have to then go to some big company and buy your seeds. And pretty soon, it's, like, it's almost like drugs. Pretty, then they put their price up, and then you have to use fertilizer, and then you have to use bug spray. And then, do you know what I mean? You have to use chemicals to kill the bugs because the plant is not healthy. 
<laughs> a healthy plant, a very, very healthy plant has seeds. That's it. And so that is part of the sustainable method, and that's a really, really big one because we have seed houses that are so um, important and valuable. They, are, they won't even tell you where they are now because sometimes um, – but seeds are very, 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 very valuable. Most, one of the most valuable things on the planet are seeds. So that we have a seed. You know, a Hopi seed for corn can last for over 100 years. You put it in the, in the ground and that corn will grow. We do not have seeds like that now. And we want hmm. those seeds like that. That's why we have to, when you go, they have, if you go online, they have seed swaps. Why do they do that? Because they want I have an antique tomato, and I love the seed, so I have the seed, and I'll share it with anybody. You see what I mean? Rather than, um, so seeds are very, very important. It's like the sacredness of the earth. And then we have in sustainable gardening, we have really, you're going to choose plants that have multiple uses you're going to choose plants that are native to the area. And that, right. I, I, don't, I don't always do that, but they have, um, like I use uh, different spinaches. Uh, Okinawa spinach is a great spinach. It'll grow, in, it'll grow anywhere in, in America. And it's a great, great spinach. It's green on one side and purple on the other. And, and it will just grow literally, it will never die that plant. You just keep um, it, it just keeps down here in Florida, you know, we have warmer weather. So literally, I have my, I have my um, plant growing. My Okinawa spinach plant has been growing for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, same plant. And I prune it back all the time. I take care of it when it gets cold. And by, I take care of it just watering it um, and, and checking it out so it doesn't get dried out. And, and really pruning it back. So that is design. We design gardens for romance, for wellness, for, for a healthy sex life. And design the plants for a healthy sex life is really looking at some of the plants that you can grow. And I have a long list of, of aphrodisiacs that you can grow in your backyard. Yeah. Interesting. You know, if if you would want to send that to me, I can make it so they can download it off of my uh, off of my website. Oh, of course, I will do that. Absolutely. So I'll we make a little note. Yeah. Yeah. Really, and, they, and, and they're all varied. I mean, I, I can I can tell you some right now. Arugula. Okay. I mean, you know, arugula. We. I mean, arugula is pretty easy, isn't it? You can grow that in your right. house. Asparagus. Don't you love asparagus? Asparagus is Never, even the yes. shape. Oh, that's one thing I didn't mention. See, an aphrodisiac, um, it actually has the shape sometimes. Of, and so the, the asparagus has a great shape. Visually, it's an aphrodisiac. And the French, the French people for years, for centuries, have been eating asparagus and this is, this, is, this is cute. This is one of those, um, a belief system that before you get married, you three meals has asparagus before you get married. So you could pick, you know, three days before you'd have asparagus or you could have two, you'd have it in, and at lunch on a, on a salad at night, you know, with hollandaise sauce on it. And so that is, I love that. So eat three meals before a wedding that has asparagus in it. And this is a scientific fact about asparagus. It is a cleanser of the urinary tract. Interesting. And okay. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And it absolutely, it's a muscle relaxer. It achieves and maintains erection. And there is, there are some beliefs some believe that 
it actually helps women conceive and get pregnant. But the biggest thing is that, and that's what it, with the aphrodisiac, the science, more of the scientific facts, do they know exactly the ingredients and what those ingredients do. So the asparagus improves blood flow to sexual organs. And of course, that's what you need. And yes. so, and the Greek, the Greeks actually identified asparagus with the goddess Aphrodite. So when, when they had a celebration with Aphrodite, they always had asparagus to eat. Isn't that interesting? Interesting, yes. Yeah, so we have uh, bananas. We look at bananas. Bananas really is a whole, there's another visual aphrodisiac, Ooh. right? And so, and this is what it contains. It contains bromelain, B-R-O-M-E-L-A-I-N, bromelain. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. And that's an enzyme that triggers the production of testosterone. And so well, bananas, yeah, we know that bananas foster. However, we do know that what is not an aphrodisiac is alcohol. If you have too much right. alcohol, even, even wine, then that would, you know, kind of um, negate the aphrodisiac quality. I'm not saying not to drink, but I'm just pulling that up because um, it, I think the, the body, for really the best sex, the body has to be healthy. And so these things are, are just how to be healthy and how to have healthy sexual organs. And I love that the superfoods. Everybody loves berries. Why? <laughs> because for thousands of years, they have been considered aphrodisiacs. Think of a blackberry. Think, uh, think of a strawberry. The strawberry oh, is yeah. a visual aphrodisiac, isn't it? But then it, yeah. it, it, not only is it red, raspberries are red, uh, blueberries. These foods are rich in flavonoids. And flavonoids, any food that has those flavonoids in, can help men keep erection. So Interesting. that's what we're talking about. See, it's it's like a. I'm going to put this. Somebody said to put all this down in just a you know very like a little book here, and so you know I'll do that. Um, but blackberries, blackberries also contain zinc, and zinc helps to regulate and to produce testosterone. So, and, and when they, and I didn't know that. I don't know the anatomy um, and all the, the details about um, the sexual organs, but they said that, and um, one of the things that I was reading, it said that men and women need testosterone to be healthy, uh, to have healthy, uh, wonderful sex. So, just eating blackberries. <laughs> I mean, we get back to oysters. You can't grow them in your backyard. You, if you live in the o near the ocean, you can. Um, right. Cherries. Yeah, we have cherries. Cherries boost the libido. It's a superfood filled with flavonoids. Red, and it stimulates, and it rouses. And, and we know, what do you think of cherry pie, right? We have the... Oh, yeah. We have ice cream with big Bing cherries in it. All of these things, see, there's that belief for thousands of years. And I think it's, it's wonderful to be on the earth today because they creatively use these very um, commonly known for hundreds of years, these, these incredible foods that we have. And cherries, of course, you can grow them in your backyard oh, with yeah. a little cherry tree. There's all kinds of cherry trees. Now, I don't know this. I don't know this, and um, I, I didn't look it up, um, but I'm going to tell you the name of it. It's epimedium, E-P-I, medium, epimedium, and guess what it's known as? The horny no goat weed. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> love that. So that would make you horny, right? The horny goat weed, and it's a Chinese medicine to improve erectile function. Isn't that awesome? So a lot of them are used for uh, maintaining the erection. 
So, I mean, men ought to be, you know, have a garden for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so then we have fenugreek. And fenugreek is one of those herbs from India that is, it's not like turmeric and the, the power of turmeric, but it does make things kind of yellow. And it has a very different kind of flavor. I myself don't like it so much. However, the seeds, the seeds, fenugreek seeds. You know when you go to um, a Chinese restaurant, sometimes they will, or an Indian, an Indian restaurant from India, they will, at the end, they'll give you a little bunch of seeds in a little bowl, right? And that's to help your digestion and to, and to freshen your breath. Well, fenugreek okay. seeds are used um, in, are some are in there. They're like little seeds, and those seeds boost the libido. They they help to um, improve sexual arousal. Actually, contains ingredients, and this is from the new scientific research. You know, for the past forty years, looking at the DNA of everything, that help make actually make sex hormones. How do you like that? I mean, that that so that's. A, Fenugreek has been around for thousands of years, and now we know why. What? Because well, that, that people... yeah, what that that'll help that'll help freshen your breath and and work out dinner. Good plan. I like that's it. That's it. Isn't that <laughs> often? It helps to make estrogen. Estrogen. We. I didn't. I didn't know that. I that it made estrogen. It helps to make estrogen and testosterone. It helps sexual well, that performance to be very strong, and it also balances your hormones. So that's a pretty powerful feed, isn't it? So that Definitely. is something that you – and I think fenugreek is, is – um, I don't think it's that difficult. I don't grow it myself. Um, let's see. I don't know if it's in my book, Shamanic Gardening, in the back. I can look real quick here. If I put it in here, I have 165 <laughs> – plants they didn't put all of them i gave them even more than that <laughs> but um the fenugreek and i i tried to put in the books things that are just common like here's rosemary i'm just looking at that okay let me tell you a little bit more about fenugreek fenugreek it's, it's in the it's in the one of the, the plants we have in the back of the book it's called bird's foot greek hayseed don't you love it's called greek hayseed and i have and when you get the shamanic gardening book, uh, which is an e-book sold on Amazon at the moment, uh, I don't sell it. The publisher sells it. Um, but it, it grows in dry grassland and hillside. So dry, get that dry. <laughs> so when you're having a dry spell, who cares? Fenugreek loves it. And it comes from Europe. It likes very rich soil, but will also tolerate poor soils. And the color, it has small white flowers. Edibles, the seeds are nutritious. So then you can, the other way that you can do this, you can get the seeds and make um, seed sprouts. So that's a whole other um, bag full of wax because, you know, uh, making this, making them. I don't know, but anybody that knows how to do that, it's an interesting thing. And then you have those little, tiny, very, very, very nutritious little seedling, you know, those little leaves that come out of sprouts. So that's pretty amazing. So look for fenugreek seeds to be to make sprouts from. That would be good. And then we have, let's see, an, an avocado tree. Here's an avocado. That's a very common one, isn't it? Helps to keep hormones balanced. And again, this is a visual aphrodisiac because it's the pay, the the sensualness of the avocado. I think when they open that, it's green, and then it, it the flesh is always so beautiful and smooth, isn't it? It's just, it's really a beautiful, beautiful um, fruit that you can really put into anything, can't you? I mean, you put it in your drinks, in your smoothies, in your salads, or just, I just love it, just eat it whole with my eggs in the morning. But well, so many culturally, of them are visual. Um, I think well, 
we'll go through them. I think. Well, cherries. I guess cherries are red, so they're they're kind of visual. Let's see. What do I have here? Uh, fenugreek, hot chilies, hot chilies, and that. I mean, we're like a hot chili nation, aren't we? We're, you know, we've we love things hot, hot, hot. And um, now there now pine nuts. Pine nuts are kind of smooth. They you can't grow them in your backyard, um, but they they are very wonderful aphrodisiac and they have a lot of great ingredients in them so here is pumpkin seeds and who, who doesn't right. like pumpkin seeds and you can put them anywhere you put them in your muffins i mean you can sprinkle them everywhere and they have um pumpkin seeds have a lot of and i don't know whether they're so um visual you know a pumpkin maybe would be that because it is orange you know that would be something. Right. But the, the one thing about pumpkin seeds is that they are high in magnesium, and that's what you need to raise testosterone levels. So okay. I think it's, it's really amazing. Now, Alan, here's, here's one. The pomegranate. Now, the pomegranate is a beautiful, that's a visual, that's a visual one, isn't it? Because right. deep red right. and it has all that. Juice and it slurps out and increases testosterone levels in both men and women. And it's packed with antioxidants. That's one. It's a very, very nutritious um, pomegranate. Is. And again, uh, when you grow that, you, I mean, down here in Florida, people have pomegranate trees, and you have to pick the, that pomegranate at the right time or else it won't taste right. <laughs> so people are excellent. I don't have one of those. But, um, but a lot of people grow them here. And it also helps, anything that helps blood circulation will right, help to right. boost erectile direction, erection. And now they even, they did a study on this, and they're, and they're doing really researching. They know the DNA, they know all the ingredients, and now they're doing all these research projects. So they found that pomegranate was a superfood and drinking a glass a day can help improve testosterone levels in men and women. So there you are. That, and these are easy, aren't they? I mean, maybe up north you're not going to grow a, uh, a pomegranate tree. Um, right. Let's see. But you can grow watermelon. Again, watermelon. They, and this, is, this, is, this was very interesting. Let me get watermelon here. Watermelon is called the lycopene king. It relaxes blood vessels, improves circulation. Now, there are, there are two um, amino acids, and one of them is L-citrulline, and, and the other one is, I don't see it right here. I'll get it for you. Oh, and, and here, um, L-arginine. I think we've heard, we're just beginning to hear about those. What they do, they are both, aphrodisiacal because okay. they both they both um, give help with uh, sustaining erection and they give circulation they boost that and improve that circulation to the sexual organs and watermelon has the highest concentration of L-citrulline it's that and this this one when I was reading this, it was really interesting to me because when you, when you cut open a, a watermelon, you usually throw that white rind away. I mean, who peels a watermelon? I never peel a watermelon when I cook. Sure, I mean, sure there's chefs that do, but I mean, most people just cut it and just get out the red, right? right. But right. that highest concentration of L-citrulline is in the white rind. And now this is very interesting because you can make pickles from them. And I have made them. It's a little process to make them. But the pickles, and you, I think it's a Pennsylvania Dutch um, Amish um, recipe. And they make these rind, watermelon rind recipes. And I will certainly send that because I have made it, and in in the um, in the summer when you have watermelon, and again you want a watermelon with seeds. 
We don't want the seedless variety of watermelon because you can't trust them. You do not know whether they have Monsanto chemicals in them or not. And no one's going to tell you. So you don't. And down here in Florida, I don't, I don't think they have uh, watermelons with seeds anymore. You just literally don't have them. And you know what? We want to say, I want watermelons with seeds in them. I want grapes with seeds in them. Because that means a death. It'll be soon, it'll be a death to watermelon because the backyard guy can't make those watermelons unless he goes to whoever. And then we can't trust that seed company. That's the whole thing. It isn't that the seeds are maybe not that expensive or expensive, we don't know. But the whole thing is we can't trust them because they might be putting chemicals in the, in the seed, you see. And then we would be ingesting that chemi- chemical, which might make cancer later on. So that's why we, that's this whole thing about seeds. It's very, very important to have healthy bodies. And we'll have healthier bodies if we have seeds. And so the watermelon, so watermelon's interesting, isn't it? It's fascinating. So, oh, and now I have, now I have, I'm going to, I'm going to let you ask that. Let's see, where is it here? So what is the most expensive? Yeah, what's the most expensive one? (laughs) And this, and they have had wars for this one. This war is in Albania, and the, the countries over there is where they, mm-hmm. um, they, they started wars. Why? Because they had the best saffron. They grew the best saffron. Oh, yeah. It, Makes sense. Isn't that okay. amazing? There's a great book called uh, Color, and the color is about the, the backstory of how color and paint and pigments and all these things were made. And so it was, it's just a fascinating um, book. And one of the things that they talked about is that they took that beautiful orange and yellow orange from saffron, and it took, you know, 100 flowers to make a little bit of paint. So it right. takes a, a lot of flowers, like roses. It takes lots of roses, not lots of saffron really to create this, even to pick it. And then you just take the little, it's, just, it's not the flower petal. It's the little, um, I forget what they, the salmon. That, that, that's what you use. <laughs> so that is right. very, very, can you imagine how many you need? There's like four or six or something on each flower. So wow. it, it takes a lot. But it's a common remedy to enhance your mood. And in help oh. improve inject, erection, and and all, so get you really aroused. So this Shit is the thing on. now. Oh. And there, there is another saffron. It's called the American saffron. It's a beautiful orangey yellow um, threads that you get, and it's it's really wonderful. And it 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 has the same fragrance. Again, fragrance is uh, aphrodisiacal. And as we know, I mean, there's so many friends. They, they, the perfume companies, just talk to a perfume company. They have a strong belief that people are aroused sexually with their whatever they smell, right? So um, right. the saffron, <clears throat> the saffron is, the American saffron is very inexpensive in, in comparison. And, and you can actually grow that in your backyard. I had it okay. growing up in Virginia. Yeah, so that, and Virginia. So anybody that lives in Virginia, I know it grows here. But you can look it up. I mean, they know. You just look it up online, and you'll be able to find that. I might have a saffron. I think I do. I can maybe tell you a little bit more in my book. I put all the things I really was interested in knowing. So I had, you know, sometimes it, you, have, you just want to, uh, for me, I just want a book, look it up, and here it is. So here it is. Right. Like, um, so it's soil. Rip, sandy, composted, moistened but not wet. Um, the the saffron is, um, oh, you know what? This might be talking about the regular saffron. So this is not, so you, that's when you, you cook it in, in the liquid. And that's what, and when you, when you buy saffron, you just get just a tiny, um, you, what is it? Like, it's like, 
it's like in a little vial, isn't it? And it costs right. like 20 bucks or something. I don't know. I haven't tried to buy it. They probably don't have it down here in Florida. They, there's a lot of things they don't have here in Florida. Um, <coughs> down to Smith. But they've been using it for a long time. <clears throat> it takes about 8,000 flowers of saffron flowers to produce three and a half ounces of dried stigmas. Those little stigmas are called stigmas. Can you imagine? So, yeah, that, no but now they grow... They grow mostly in uh, Vietnam and the Asian countries. I'm not sure uh, Japan and China, but um, they grow, you know, in those other Asian countries. Yeah, so it's it's a yeah. very, very, very important, very important aphrodisiac. Mm. <clears throat> so what, what was the fruit that the Romans worshipped as an aphrodisiac? <laughs> Now, isn't that amazing? <laughs> they what? worship the apple. How common could you get? Oh, come How on. Seriously? How common could you get here? The apple. The apple. Yeah. Isn't well, that amazing? That's interesting. <laughs> I know. I know. I just thought that was when I saw that myself. I thought, wow, that's amazing. I didn't, I had never, I didn't know that. Um, but there it is, the fruit that they worshipped with Aphrodite, they brought her apples. So, you know, the apple tree, you know, it's been around since the beginning of the Bible. Yeah, it's <laughs> been around a long time. Absolutely. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? The apple. Yes. And so now and apples grow and your apples grow anywhere in the backyard. I mean, even in Florida, oh, I'm looking at my, my pond apple tree that's right outside my window that I'm talking in right now. So, oh, yeah. All over the place up here. Wow. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yes, they are. So that's an I'm easy one. I've even got those on my kitchen table right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Absolutely. And then you See have... I mean, whether that it could be visually aphrodisiacal, but I think that um, you know the red ones, perhaps the real bright red. Red, of course, is is one of the best colors, and uh, vibrant pink. Pink, that vibrant pink is everywhere. Um, and I don't know whether you have you have flowers that color, but I don't know any vegetables that you have that is that color. But um, yeah. Yellow, yeah, all the earthy colors, you know, orange, right. yellow, yeah. And, Very and true. speaking, speaking of another, <laughs> this is a, a different take, I'm sure, of, of aphrodisiac. However, color, color is very, very um, sexual, isn't it? And we know that because with the ads, everything. So red, orange, and yellow are those earthy colors. And then, of course, we have that vivid purple, which also is more of an aphrodisiacal color. I love saying that word, mm -hmm. aphrodisiacal. <laughs> it has, it has like a kind of a strange ring to it. But um, now I just want your listeners to think about this. We look at the sunrise and the sunset. Oh, weren't they beautiful? But... Remember that the sunrise and the sunset were here from the beginning of time. And literally, I do believe, I have a very strong belief, that any part of Mother Earth that has been here for as long as the directions have been here, and the sunrise and the sunset, has the power on our emotions, our mind, our thoughts, and certainly our sexual activity. So I really want to encourage people to just get up, if you're an early riser, to get up and just get up and wait for the sun to rise. And when it does, drink those colors and drink the energy into your being. 
I have a, a, a just a really good friend. He lost his who um, he, he lost his wife about a year ago, and she was one of my really best friends. I'd known her for about forty, fifty years, and I was talking to him, and he was saying, "Oh, he said he just couldn't get out of this depression," and um, so we were talking about the you know, just the sunrise or the sunset. And I was telling him about how to just breathe in and drink, drink the sunrise. I mean, no one thinks of doing that, but I really encourage people to do that. It is one of the most powerful, wonderful things that we can do. And then say thank you to Grandfather Son, who doesn't go on strike, shows up every day, even if we can't see it under a cloud. And so we have so much gratitude to Mother Earth and the sunrises and the sunsets. So he just wrote me. This was just a, a, over the weekend. He wrote me a, a note, and he said, I never knew how, what a positive activity to, that just looking into the sunrise every day had on your whole life. He said he's not depressed anymore. I mean, it just helped that depression to just lift. And I know that they took, um, I had another friend, and um, she was actually breaking up with her boyfriend. And she was really feeling bad. And so I told her that, hey, you know what? And, And this was a real thing. I said, you know that shaman that um, is going to be in town? And it was in Philadelphia. And I said, you want to go and, and see him and see and ask him what you can do to get out of your depression. And guess what he told her? What's the sunrise? <clears throat> get up before the sun, go to the park or someplace in your backyard, someplace in nature where you can see the sunrise. Go for two weeks. Get up and wait for the sun, and when the sun comes up, say thank you. And that was it. Is that easy? Is that easy? And I, I have another uh, client that um, she's, she's one of she's a clothing designer, and I buy lots of her clothes. She's in L.A., and she, uh, I was when I was um, helping her. I was clearing her house, and our daughter, Kim, was feng shuiing the house, and I was clearing the house, and we were working together on the medicine wheel. So um, we came across <laughs> the, the directions, and so she didn't like to get up early. So she and her husband, who were not getting along so well, and they went down to the ocean and looked at and just, drank in the sunset. They did that for, oh, a couple months. And it made an enormous difference in their getting along. I mean, these things are easy, and they sound too easy. But something, a lot of things that are simple are the most profound. Simple and easy. So that is an aphrodisiac, a romantic activity of watching the sunrise or watching the sunset. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite activities when I'm at the beach is watching this. And I, I'm not a morning person at all, but I <laughs> love to watch the sun, sunrise and the sunset. I stop yeah. when I'm going to watch the, the sunset. No matter where I'm at, it's like, nope, 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 hold on, got to stop. <laughs> and and getting up early to watch the sunrise. Yeah, never fail. It's a powerful thing, isn't it? It is. It's a yeah. very powerful thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it's easy. It's always free. It's always there. Yeah, I, I like that. And he doesn't go on strike. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then it's always saying thank you also because, and even I think an aphrodisiac 
words is thank you. Two words, thank you. Yeah. They know that saying the word thank you, this is a research project that I, I, I read about years ago and I loved it. Um, they, they were looking for, you know, chocolate gives endorphins into the body. So some scientists were saying, oh, yeah, well, what else does? And so they found that saying thank you, just the word thank you, expressing your gratitude will put endorphins into your body. That makes sense. So we know that endorphins make us feel better. And really, you could literally just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And they say, thank you, you know, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. So you're always saying thank you over and over again. Just saying that all day. You just say the word thank you all day. It's just another way to look at it. It's an easy way. And yeah. saying thank you to your partner is very, very it, it's it's the it goes it's profound. A thank yes, you goes a long way. You want to let the listeners know how they can find you? Hey, I will love to do that. Thank you very much. Well, I have a light tool store. <laughs> I don't know if I had that the last time I talked to you. So it's called mm-hmm. um, and. And so this is the address for that. My name is Melinda Joy Miller, and you can always text me at 352-638-2617. Text me anytime. And my email is melindajoy, me, Linda Joy, dot, with a little dot there, Miller. One two three at gmail dot com, and the Light Tools store is at no www dot store, and this is the number that goes with that forty eight eleven four eight one one forty twenty four zero two zero four eight one one four zero two zero dot company dot site. So check that out. Yes. And I'm always All looking right. for beautiful things to put on that. So that's good too. Thank you so much, Nikki. Beautiful things. I like that. Yes. The light store. What we need to stay in the light. And I that's why my book is Shine the Light. A personal joy, a personal journey of, of really when you're sick or you're depressed or anything, just how do you stay in the light? How do you have those positive thoughts? Now we know there's a lot of aphrodisiacs and there's a lot of light. There's a lot of light. And one of them is the sun. The sun is filled <laughs> with love and joy. That's why we like it so much. There you go. It's actually <laughs> shining here today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is shining. We had rain all last night, so boy, the plants are happy out there. Uh, we did too, man. It was it was pouring down, and all of a sudden, it just the sky opened up. It's like what in the? Oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, isn't um, it? Oh, I love it. Um, yes. Love when it just pours and pours and pours. Oh, me too. We have it at night mostly. We used to have it when we first came to Florida. We would have every afternoon at four. It would rain. It was on maybe huh. fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was great. Every yeah. day rain for fifteen minutes is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, I've got to say, no, when when it goes like weeks and doesn't rain, I've got a couple of YouTube channels I just love that that have rain on on the channel, and I'll turn one of those oh. on when when I'm missing it. <laughs> so, oh, I love that! I love that sound. I love the ocean. Got, I used to have the ocean. Yes, I love that. Yeah, water. Oh, and and. 
again, water yeah. is very aphrodisiacal, isn't it? I mean, you have to really yes, fountains moving, running water. Oh, very, very exactly. sexual. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, the replay, the additional information, and the list of aphrodisiacs for you to download will be on my website along with the information and links for Melinda Joy will be at www.lovecoachjourney.com slash aphrodisiacs in your garden. So thank you very much for being here today. And listeners, listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.